1: Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how.
2: It is the uh, Stephanie Miller Sr. Uh, Tribute Show. And uh, just trying to get to everybody... um so many great calls, emails, letter you know, social media that I so... Well, you know I'm a healthy eater and eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over thirty-five different options to choose from every week, including calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. And there are more than sixty add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today, get after your goals. Two minute meals, fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. There's no prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup is needed. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Head on over to factormeals.com slash liberal50 and use that code liberal50 to get 50% off. Once again, the code liberal50 at factormeals.com liberal50 for 50% off.
1: There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise plus new originals like Payback Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man Cary Grant Unbox Britbox and escape to the best of British TV Stream with a free trial at Britbox.com
2: Appreciate Uh, Aaron in uh, Oak Harbor Washington says Steph uh, I lost my mom in 1983. It's a year I lost my dad. Yep. And you and I are about the same vintage. She suffered from cancer, battled it for eight years. Uh, I heard you this morning. Uh, you're so caring of Jody and Chris and Travis and Sean. They are wonderful people. How blessed you are to have such wonderful and supportive friends who clearly love you. Uh, you are one alpha, alpha liberal kick-ass chick. Chick, chick sorry. <laughs> okay. I appreciate your tender, compassionate heart. I like that you also don't care for scary movies. Yeah, I, on the plane, didn't want... <laughs> anything dark anything scary right. oh my god jody did i tell you what happened <laughs> this is how i would believe that my mom must be up there so i've never been upgraded in my entire life <laughs> never i don't know how it happens and so i'm back in my little middle seat in coach my mom literally died the night before i'm on a 7:30 right. flight and the flight attendant comes and says you've been upgraded and i just like i i had like three hours of sleep in like a week i just looked at her and i, I started crying and i was like what i don't understand i said i don't I didn't apply. Do I have to pay the difference? And she was like, no. And then I just burst into tears and I said, my mom just died. And so she started crying and the lady next to me started crying. Aww. And she said, you know, can I hug you? And I was like, yes. And she brought me up and put me next to this amazing lady named Molly, who we, <laughs> I will say it's the first time I've drank at seven thirty in the morning, but we did have champagne for my mom. <laughs> and the first warm meal I'd had in several. And I tations. had a shot of vodka for her. <laughs> Thank
0: you.
2: But, um, this, I mean, it just can't be an accident, this woman named Molly, I, I, she and her sister went through her mother's death, but she battled brain cancer for 10 years. Wow. And, you know, it's m- probably my mom's way of saying, here, have a glass of champagne, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> I lived to 100, <laughs> we went through two horrible weeks, you know, but mm-hmm. this poor woman, 10 years, you yeah. know, and, and uh, it just, I don't know, anyway, you know, if anyone would know, my personal comedy, Jesus, John Fiegel saying, well, no. What happens <laughs> in the, Hi. In the afterlife? Morning, it's Hi, nice
1: Jeff. to see you guys. Thank you for doing this special show for your mom. I know your mom's story means so much to so many of your listeners. <clears throat> and uh, it's just really great that you're giving this time to like everyone to to go through this with you and to tell you how much they love you and to tell you how much they love her and to, uh, and to thank her for delivering you to us.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, John, I thought of you so much because I know that um, you did the show so much for- you know, by ISDN from Asheville. You you've been through this times ten, right, yeah. with both your parents? Yeah,
1: yeah. My my mom um, when my mom was no longer able to to drive anymore or care for herself, she moved from Florida to Asheville to be near my brother who lives there. So I spent so much time. Uh, I, I made over fifty trips there in uh, a little over three years. Just every every three weeks, I'd be going down. Uh, the good folks at the old eighty eight the revolution would let me patch into your show and to do my show all the time from their studios and i guess i always associate you and your mom every time i'm in asheville with how i went there for my very 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 long hospice and you know what i love is i I love how much you love your mother i love that your devotion to her is a testament to the love with which she raised you i love that your mother knew how devoted her kids were to her and how much they loved her and whenever this happens and the person finally leaves us after a long, long lingering hospice time, there's two things that I always remember. One is that um, uh, they're gone now, but so is their disease. The illness is over. The dread is gone. The dread of having no control over this, the dread of not being able to help, the dread of not knowing when, the dread of wondering what else I could do, Exactly. that mm-hmm. dies too. And your grief and your love can be pure without all that worry. And you can just be so grateful and loving to whoever's left us. But I also always believe, and I believe this in your case, that just because someone that close leaves us doesn't mean the relationship ends. Right. And I know that your relationship with your mom will continue to grow and evolve and take on new forms. And you will continue to view her and your opinion of her will will change and will evolve over time. And you're going to find you're loving her in different ways and you even imagine right now as mm-hmm. the time goes by. Remember, so I'm just proud you know. to know you, I'm proud to thank your mother, and I'm I, I'm proud to be part of the many, many, many people who love your relationship with her and have benefited from your mother's goodness.
2: Remember she uh, she came to Asheville Sexy Liberal, do you remember? I do, <laughs> of watched, course I do. And watched our filthy, filthy tea bagging demonstration. My mother it was, did that for it me. Meant
1: <laughs> so much to me to destroy that much of what she had tried to build up, Steph, it really did. <laughs> To, to be part of letting your mother down made me feel close <laughs> to you.
2: I remember Hal saying, I love your mother. She's a little handsy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but she smelled really nice. <clears throat>
2: <laughs> but you know, John, I wanted to, before you go, and I appreciate you taking time this morning, it's just, you know, I, my sister and I, you know, my mom was not religious and neither are we. We were, I guess, agnostic. But it, we had, you know, as I say, the slumber party from hell. just talking about, all of those questions like what we believe and you know is religion just something that people that just makes you feel better that comforts you it's something you want to believe you know like i want to believe desperately she's with my dad now and and i think i do you know but i don't know if that's just you know uh, uh, something that you that you you know you want to believe so desperately like i don't know you have such a, a beautiful take on faith and on religion what, what are your thoughts well about the
1: it? nice thing is the nice thing is and it comforts me every day that spirituality doesn't necessarily have anything to do with religion. And and when you're thinking about yourself and the creator, whatever the creator is, it doesn't have anything to do with these men in funny hats and dresses being mean to marginalized peoples. Uh, I know a lot of good religious people. I'm here because of religious people. But um, we all have a different spiritual life. We just kind of get it chased away because of how negative religion can be. Even atheists and agnostics can have a spiritual life. It doesn't mean you believe in a big... Caucasian God with a beard, yeah. um, but you know, there's something my father said to me shortly before he died that is sort of how I view people always ask what do you believe you know because I talk about God and Jesus in the Bible all day and I, I'm I, I was raised by people who promised I would never be born. And then they broke their promise, and I was born. So I have more guilt than any Catholic had ever hoped for. I'm literally not. My parents promised God I would never happen. You want to talk guilt? I'm here. But before and my dad,
2: my dad, <laughs> my dad was deeply Catholic. Catholic, by the way. And I'll never forget like a really long sermon. Once at the end of it, he just said really loud, "Oh, thank God!" Instead of you know, you're supposed to say "Thanks be to God," but he right. was just glad that it. <laughs> so we yeah, all have moments. Mine was the same,
1: but, but before my dad left, he yeah. said to me something that I, I want to just say to you. That, that I never forgot, and this is uh, what my book is about. My father said to me, um, there's two things God can't do. He can't stop loving you, and he can't stop forgiving you. Yeah. And that is all the religion I've needed. And I haven't been back to church since my parents left.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, my dad, my mom never went to church. Uh, after my dad died forty years ago, we we always joke that she was faking religion for him. But better than faking orgasms, right?
1: <laughs> A lot of people fake religion for many many decades. It's no sin there. And and I have been back to church, but only for Spanish language masses because they're next to my kids' school, and I kind of like that. But you know, it, it just feel what you feel and. And and I do believe in a God, but I don't believe that this God is a penis-bearing man with a beard who's got temper issues and throws down lightning bolts in the sky. I think uh, I, I think God is non-binary. I think God isn't bothered with gender. And I think God is there when you need it, or her, or him, or it. But, but it's just the big thing we're all part of. Yeah. And your mother got to come here and be a part of this life for a very brief amount of time. And we all got to be alive at the same time as her. You got to know her. And the gift of the years you had with her is going to continue to just make your life better. My thank time you. with my parents still makes my life better.
2: Yeah. And thank you for adding a joke to my mother's uh, tribute <laughs> show. I think uh, the word penis cannot be said too much on a show that honors my...
1: Honestly, I, I want to put in something for the young people, Stephanie. Thank I you. want to keep them in mind. <laughs> thank what you, John. You thank you for so, keeping yeah. it edgy. You're okay. Welcome.
2: All right. I love you, John Fuglesang. I love you you all. Take care. See you later this week. week. Okay. Bye. Love you, honey. Bye-bye.